Hello and thanks very much for tuning into this week's episode of Huddles and Stout. As per usual, delighted to be joined by Rocky. How are you, mate? All good? Yeah, all good. Nice Sasquatch. Um, yeah, I'm good. How are you? Going to keep this yeah. tradition going now of, of reciprocating the... Uh... Yeah, no, man, I'm, I'm all good. I'm heading uh, to Germany tomorrow, actually. Uh, for, the, for the Christmas market and stuff like that. Uh, the fatherland. Yeah, try and get a few extra listens. Just walk in the streets of Frankfurt, just damn people to listen to my podcast. Yes, <laughs> might, might see how that goes. Uh, I know we're weeks late of <laughs> after the first yes. minute game, but uh, all the yeah, the top podcasts were there on the day of the. Yeah, but like n- none of them are showing up and and acting like they care now, are they? But but we that's are, true. And that's why we're just one step. Where's before. the aftercare? <laughs> we're the aftercare. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, we're like the pseudo cream, the German NFL fans. <laughs> you hope you don't need it, but you're glad it's there. That uh, might be a a niche reference for our German fans, um, or yeah, international fans. Too. Just a uh, pseudo cream is a cure all. Yeah, in well, externally, don't don't eat it. It's not um, no good for a, hang- a hangover. Yeah, 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 which is probably something we could all do a finding a cure for um yeah i suppose without much further freddy ado um probably makes as much sense as ever to get to the week 12 recap week 12 recap no so it wouldn't be a recap unless you know i dropped a stat and what's a better stat than a sasquatch stat so christian watson has more receiving TDs this season than Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb, Tyreek Hill, and DK Metcalf. He had zero through week six. That man has had an impressive kind of mid to late season burst, um, which is ironic because the Packers have looked terrible. <laughs> but uh, still, Particularly um, just um, after recently coming off the injured reserve. Hmm. So it looks like he's gotten right and he looks like a genuine talent in Green Bay. Hmm. Which, which no doubt they needed. But it was the, the the results from week 12. So obviously, we three games on Thursday, Thanksgiving. Um, a great watch for those of you that weren't tied up with the Dirty World Cup in Qatar. But uh, yeah, Buffalo overcame the Lions 28-25. Buffalo became the first side to win back-to-back games in Ford Field since 2016. There's another stat for you. Um, the Giants uh, came on stuck against the Cowboys 28 points to 20. Vikings victorious against the Pats, 33 points to 26. Then in the early slate on Sunday, Panthers overcame the Broncos, 23 points to 10. The Browns, an immaculate, immaculate result, 23-17 against the Bucks. Baltimore Ravens fell to the Jags, 28-27. Texans were no match for the Dolphins. The Dolphins won by 30 points to 15 victors. In a battle of kind of two I suppose, backup quarterbacks, the Jets overcame the Bears, 31 points to 10. Bengals overcame the Titans 20 points to 16. Commanders overcame the Falcons 19 points to 13. The Chargers, by the smallest of margins, overcame the Cardinals 25 points to 24. The Raiders, in a surprise kind of result, overcame the Seahawks 40 points to 34. The Rams, who are in a, a mire of absolute nothingness, were put to, put to the sword by the Chiefs 26 points to 10. 
Saints lay a duck egg against the 49ers, 13 to zip. Uh, Sunday night football, the Eagles and it would with an impressive enough victory um, over the Packers, 40 points, 33. And then finally last night, the Pittsburgh Steelers overcame the Indianapolis Colts, 24 points to 17. So that, I suppose, brings us through the recap of round 12. Next up, as you all know, is fifth and goal. Five and goal. Yeah. So look, so now it is as good as ever a time to bring up our affiliate sponsors, USA Sports dot co dot uk um, look click the link it's there in the pocket description get into that festive period maybe pick up something nice for yourself or your significant other or one of the boys but yeah that's it thanks yourself to lead us to lead us off right well again let's get things rolling with a thanksgiving turkey day recap um we had three Three decent games now, kind of crammed into one um, American holiday. The Bills started off at the Lions, um, taking the victory there, twenty-eight to twenty-five. I know you recap these. I'll do a brief one. Uh, then obviously, uh, Giants travelled to Dallas and fell, uh, twenty twenty-eight. And then finally, the Patriots nearly um, stole a win from the Vikings. So I suppose we'll just. Just like 10 or 20 seconds on each team. Just to kind of give maybe what this the, the game meant to them. The Bills-Lions game. I thought it was really a really good showing for the Lions. To go toe-to-toe with the Bills. I think um, the Lions have come out of their sort of offensive lull. And I know they surrendered 28 points. But their defense is looking, you know, a bit better. Um obviously Josh Allen either you know maybe still having shoulder issues um kind of threw a I think was it a, a another um red zone touch or interception yeah um I think for me like it's 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 a bigger game for the Bills I mean if if they gone three losses on the bounce mm. I think we almost stick a pin in them not like obviously they'll make the playoffs but I mean as in they're probably out of contention then. And I think there was uh, there was a lot of momentum going for the Lions there. That would have been their fourth win if they could have taken it. But um, but no, the Bills held on. Um, the Giants obviously losing to Dallas in Dallas. Um, this was a bit of a surprising game. I thought uh, Dallas would, I suppose, run away with it a bit more. Um, if anything, I'd probably yeah. feel better about the Giants... And not worse, but, you know, not as, you know, runaway favourites, um, you know, about the Giants, or the, the Cowboys, I should say. Mm. Yeah, no, um, look, we, we've kind of been expecting the Giants to fall off, just given the talent in the roster, and they just haven't. Um, whoever they replace Danny, so-called Dimes with next season, probably walking into a brilliant situation. Maybe not talent-wise, but in terms of coaching. And I think Dayball on his showing this season will get the support to maybe go after a few free agents. Yeah, I'm just I'm not convinced. Um I'm not convinced they walk away from Danny Dimes. I think they do a, a one or two year deal. That's what I think is gonna happen. 
he's so um, he's in that um that gray area like is he isn't he you know there are some good things he's not terrible enough to to go right yeah we're definitely moving on answer me this oh look bring jimmy g in there uh jimmy g aaron Rodgers, um you know they're, they're I, I didn't get jimmy g for cost for limited um cost. yeah i don't want jimmy g quarterbacking for the the giants as an Eagles fan, as a division rival, I would be happy with a Daniel Jones extension. It, it, obviously, for, for multiple reasons. A multitude of reasons. But uh, yeah. yeah, no, I think that. And then I suppose the last game, obviously, was the Vikes and the Pats. Yes. There we go. The Vikings continuing their streak of uh, one-score games. It's so difficult. Like I know we said a couple of weeks ago that we're we we started giving them the benefit of the doubt, even though they are only kind of winning a lot of their games by one score. But man, even still, even still, two. yeah, I just yeah, I, I I'll always have a question mark on Kirk. I'll just always have that question mark. You don't Good enough not to lose a, his job. He's outlived to the or he's. Disproving no. the curse. Well, no. look. Because he's underperformed already this season against us. Yeah. In a primetime game. So, if he goes a season, two seasons without, then maybe. But no. Yeah, look, it's a low bar to clear <laughs> just to play well on a primetime game. Prime when he gets slot. to the playoffs, that's when we. we if you, like, it's unanimous that the Vikings have dropped from. The second team in the NFC, you know, they might be placed below San Fran, below Dallas. Um, so that just speaks to the confidence level in them. Mm. And the Pats are, a, you know, a Bill Belichick coached side. You know, they're going to be solid for as long as he's there. I think. Yeah, they yeah, they'll always be solid. Yeah, they just mightn't be. They'll always be above maybe five hundred, maybe. Um, just might not look that else, but look, yeah. Um, I suppose moving off, moving off of Thanksgiving, um, and a bit more localized of a question. This one, um, this is definitely a bit of a a theme running through my questions, kind of two bookends. But uh, Cardinal Watch, Kingsbury's offense gained only sixteen yards on its final three possessions. The Cardinals lost their fourth game in the last five outings. Time up for Clifford. Um, they're on a bye this week, and so mm. I think he was questioned about um the team the team chemistry. And we were talking about what we'd like to see in coaches last week, and I thought his response might be something along the lines: "And look, we're gonna we're gonna get the boys in, we're gonna iron out all these details, we're all gonna get on the same page." But he said, "Oh no, I'm gonna give them the week off, and we'll see where we are in a week's time." That's Look, yeah, I get. I just get the impression that Cliff wants to be their buddy, their buddies rather than a head coach, and so uh, uh, yeah. if I had any doubts on Cliff, well, they've been confirmed. I I wouldn't want him yeah. as my head coach. Yeah, I think as well, even just from a a back office 
standpoint, like you've you've put a lot of money into Kyla. Um, yeah, more I I don't Kyla necessarily agree with that, hmm. but I think that builds a certain level of pressure. Um, and I think that you don't get afforded the time that coaches probably need. So I think you have to hit the ground running. He hasn't really. They they've been, they haven't even had it this season. But the last two seasons they've been awesome. Until Cod got dropped, basically the first five or six yeah. weeks they've been awesome, and then they've just disappeared. Um, Kyler probably looks disinterested, which in year one of a massive contract is it's probably a poor reflection on him as an individual. But it's 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 it it is still a bad look on the head coach. It is a bad look, and you know my defense of um, Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, not a defense, but um, my argument against him being fired this season is that himself and Kyler just signed a big extension. But you have Kyler sort of publicly dissing, lampooning, lambasting his head coach, saying that they were out-schemed on, uh, on particular plays. Uh, notably, uh, I think it was a fourth and one they, they attempted. Um, look, if, if you've got your... And we've seen it you know, numerous times during the season, Kyler and Cliff shouting at each other on the sidelines or Kyler shouting at Cliff to calm down as he walks off the field. Um, look, when you're, when you're quarterback and your head coach are putting heads, there will come a time to choose between one of them. And Kyler has at least looked like a very prolific player. Say what you want about his leadership, but he is a good NFL player. Mm. And... There's no argument there. He's a unique just, yeah. talent. I think that's what you side with. And okay. I think that happens this offseason. Okay. The blackest of black Mondays for Cliff Kingsbury. Out. Right. Right. So, after conquering the Titans and going 3-1 and one since Jamar Chase was injured, have the Bengals cemented themselves as playoff Locks. They're now tied with the uh, the Ravens at the top of the division. What do you think? Like Jamar yeah, Chase is going to come back. They might get hot at the right time. Yeah. Um, the only knock in them is their schedule, particularly when you you compare it to the the Ravens. Is they still have to play um, Kansas. Uh, the Deshaun Watson led Browns, whatever that looks like. Tampa, the Patriots, the Bills, and the Ravens. Like that is a rough, rough uh, schedule going forward. Absolutely. The only thing I'd say is like the Rev- the Ravens have lost games they shouldn't have lost this year. Yeah, so they have. Can you can you speak to the Ravens having an easy schedule when they've found ways to lose games they shouldn't have lost? They're just throwing away colossal leads, and people have said it that like Lamar is kind of playing himself out of a contract uh, extension, which is wild because which, after three or four weeks, we thought it was going the opposite way. We were thinking exactly more fooled the Ravens for not giving it to him by that mm. point. Yeah, and I think that that will that's kind of because the Bengals didn't start particularly hot. Um, no, they got. Did they? Op- they um, 
They lost, the I think, tree. to the Steelers, and then they lost to the Cowboys, I think. Um, yeah. They notably they were, were facing big issues on the O-line to start the season. Mm. Joe Burrow wasn't quite himself. But um, Absolutely, yeah. They've um, really, at least they've sort of addressed and kind of corrected their issues, where the Ravens, where we just saw them drop uh, this week. So mm. and, that, and that's the thing I, I go to, like, and I jump back to the last point, obviously, about the Cardinals and stuff like that. To me, Joe not only has the t- arm talent, um, but, but he has the intangibles, the stuff that Kyler maybe lacks at times, the leadership, the attitude. I'm a huge fan, if, if you haven't already guessed. Um, and I think as long as you have him, you're always in the chance. Because, look, since he is historically a po- like a poor man's franchise in the like the the run by bad owners um but they've they seem to have looked out with with Joe Mixon's a high quality running back and then even outside of Jamar Chase they've T Higgins like they've good receive they've good receiving T core, Higgins so. Tyler Boyd yeah look uh I I I'd class them as a playoff lock yeah um yeah Certainly a playoff caliber team. It's just like I, I, I'd probably have to give the edge to Baltimore just with their schedule, but I I'd, can't imagine them not securing a, a wild card spot. Hmm. Um, and, and, and look, I'd be in agreement. I give Baltimore the edge, but if Cincy end up on top, I ain't shocked. No, no, not at all. I like they play. Um, Cincy and Baltimore play in week 18 um, I that had Baltimore taking this division at the start of the year again I probably only stick with that because their schedule is more favourable just since he's playing a bit better Baltimore just can't close games out well of course they can they're 7-4 and four, but you don't really trust them to close out the important games once they show up yeah Um. Yeah, so moving on. Um, with Seattle coming undone against the Raiders and San Fran taking the lead at West, do we believe San Fran can be caught or is the division theirs? Um, I suppose the reason being is like the arrival of McCaffrey has definitely seemed to, mm. to flick a switch in San Francisco. Um, as expected, it's rare that a move like that happens and the, the franchise hits the ground running. There can be some kind of teething issues. Think of, like, say, the Rams last year when Stafford arrived. This year's different. He's hurt. But, I mean, since he's arrived, they pretty much hit the ground running. And that's kind of a... It was kind of not a shock loss, but it, it's kind of the, the lo- a, a loss that could kind of start the wheels, kind of the nuts falling off here in Seattle. Like, do we think San Francisco have, have, have got too much quality to... To not finish top of the NFC West. Yeah, San Fran are a weird team because they obviously lost to um, the Bears early on in a very weird rainy game, and then to the Broncos. Now, a big part of that is probably their injury sort of status at the start of the season. Nick Bosa missed a couple of games, but even um, if you look at their strength of victory, it's it's among one of the weaker. 
you know, vict or schedules they've faced. So obviously they look very good and a lot of people have them as a high tier team, but they haven't actually, you know, beaten anybody really, really good. Um, we've just seen them, obviously, a 13-0 shutout against the Saints. Obviously their, their offense wasn't prolific in that game, but like the Saints can put up points and they were shut out. So you're seeing week on week that their offense can do it. Their defense can do it. Um, I I think the division is theirs to lose. I think Geno's the the, the magic Geno run has not totally petered out, but you know he's beginning to make it's mistakes. Balanced. Yeah, he's he's come back down to the mean, as it were, um, the play that people expected him or the the level of play people expected him to play at. He's sort of regressing back towards that. Um, I mean, like the the Seattle aren't in the playoffs now. If if the season ended today, I think they're just outside at the number eight seed. Mm. So it's yeah. it's hard. The defense is regressed as well. So you know that just puts more on Gino's shoulders. And I don't know. I think it it might be slipping through their fingers. Yeah. Which look. Regardless of what happens, it's it's been an immense season for them. If if they, if they do ultimately miss the playoffs, given what was the early season predictions, and I know that probably might sound to Seahawks fans right now that might sound disappointing, but when you let it sit, if they were to miss the playoffs, it's still an impactful season for me anyway. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, like they look like geniuses after trading away. Russell Wilson, um, who hasn't looked good, and they're getting at. I think the Broncos might be picking within the top five picks anyway. So they, mm. they, you know, despite maybe the the recent struggles of Geno, they did upgrade at quarterback, and they're getting a top five pick back from the Broncos this season, and then obviously whatever it is going forward. Um. Their, their draft looks solid. Yeah, I think we're seeing their play regress, but I, I, I'm i stunned with how this season has gone, and I'd be very hopeful for Seattle over the next few years. Yeah. Um, moving on then again. The second in three games for Washington in which a penalty has sealed them the win. Do the commies have the stuff for a playoff run? Um, I, I love the the nickname, the commies. Yeah. Um, it seems like a real 80s America insult. <laughs> the bad guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, commies. Yeah, look. I, I don't enjoy particularly the commies as a franchise. We just saw a Sean Taylor memorial unveiled over the weekend. Yeah, and I mean the rabbit um, from dicks. Um, I've seen higher quality on. looking, you know, clothing store, department store mannequins. Yeah, and I think someone flagged a few things like the the gloves that he never wore on the mannequin. Um, <laughs> Look, you know, and then they they mix the uniforms. It's like in like jersey Reebok pants. Oh, it's like just like it's so wrong on so many levels. Uh, but yeah, look, we, we, we know what that organization is. 
Schneider out, I think we're all in agreement at this we're, stage. Yes, I think we both agree. Anyway, the second in three games, um, three games ago, obviously, uh, Brandon Graham committed a rough in the passer penalty, um, which pretty much gave them the win. It extended there, or gave them a first down. They're able to grind out the win there. We just saw them win the the most recent game against Atlanta on a roughing the punter penalty. Um, you know, two games that there was a bit of confidence that the other team would score if they got the ball back. Now, that's not guaranteed. Um, but the Commies are the number seven seed at the moment. And look, I, I don't have a massive faith in Taylor Heineke. He's been a bit sort of... He's done it before. He's done it before. Nearly beat, nearly beat Tom in the playoffs. The year he gone to win Super Bowl in Tampa. But what I would say is, look, for them to make the playoffs, all four sides at the NFC East have to make the playoffs. That would be cool. The four sides... Undoubtedly cool. Yeah. Um, four sides making it from the same division hasn't happened since the most recent restructure, um, which would have been 2002, if memory serves. So since 2002, it hasn't happened. So we're looking at 20 years yeah. where it's not been possible. So... Look, it looks fun. It looks like it could happen right now. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I just... I don't see them as a, as a, as a playoff-caliber side. But in saying that, look, you look around. The NFC South is a mess. The NFC North minus Minnesota is probably a bit of a mess. Um, so I don't... Yeah, look, I, I think they, they could always make the playoffs, but I don't think they have the scope to... I think for them to, to guarantee a playoff spot, they need to finish third in the NFC East, which is, I just think the Giants have a little bit more in them to hold off the Commanders. See, I don't know about that. I think I think the Giants will drop out and the Commanders will actually get a playoff spot. I think the, the injuries... Just will take the toll on the Giants. Um, I would expect Philly to sweep the Giants. Um, I think the Commanders. Yeah, I think they are to play two games against the Giants. Still, I don't think they play them. And my money would be on the Commanders to to sweep them too. I am. Um, we'll we'll know a lot more after Sunday because I suppose the first of those head to heads are. This yes, weekend. I think then um, the Commanders have their bye and then they play their second head-to-head the week after. Yeah, so yeah, so you now I look at the... Uh, in three weeks' time, the, we'll know. The Giants, the Giants run-in is Commanders, Eagles, Commanders, Vikings, Colts, <laughs> Eagles. Yeah, that's... It's not a, it's, that's that's not a, a nice run-in. On the contrast, the Commanders run-in is... Giants, I think you said they're the boy. Giants, 49ers, Browns, could be wildly different with Deshaun, mm-hmm. and then Dallas. So I, I, I don't rate that as a favorable run in either, uh, especially considering, you know, Tant is still somewhat limited there. Um, if you, but if you want to look at who's, you know, breathing down the neck of the commanders for the, the last playoff spot. Um, 
the next <laughs> would be the Falcons at five and seven. I I'd have them sort of in the same level, and they just beat Washington, so I'd obviously give them the edge there. And then the Seahawks, and again, just with the recent sort of struggles of um, Geno and the recent fantastic play from the the Washington defense, like I think they're they're a solid team. I think the weakness is. Taylor Heineke trying to play a little bit of Wentz hero ball. He's just, he gets, you know, he pumps his players up, which Wentz mm. doesn't. Yeah, this is fair. Well, look, I think, I think we'll park the comments and we'll, 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 we'll revisit it though next week. Enough said. Yeah, yeah. We'll know yeah, more next week. Park the comments. Now, we've talked about commies. Let's talk about somewhere that's overly liberated. Yeah. Given the fact Miami are eight and zero when two starts and finishes, and they're now a top like a fairly congested AFC East from one of the better divisions this year, is it time we made Miami the number two seed in the AFC? Because I hear far too many people still going on about it's Kansas Buffalo, it's Kansas Buffalo, it's Kansas Buffalo. I don't see Buffalo as the best side in the AFC East, let alone the second best side in the AFC as a whole. Yeah, I I think so. Um, Tua is third in the MVP odds. Um, the second AFC quarterback. Um, Tyreek Hill has been just a total game changer. Jalen Waddle looked good last year. He looks, you know, far better. Complemented with uh, Tyreek. Um, well, he's a wide receiver one who's been asked to play wide receiver two and. That's usually a great situation to be if you have that talent in the wide receiver two slot. Um, we've got we saw uh, Jeff Wilson have a good game with uh, Miami. Um, the defense is a bit uh, a bit dodge, a bit shady. But when you could score points, like two is able to and link up deep with with Tua and Waddle, they are. As you say, eight and zero when Tua starts and finishes the game. Mm. Um, I think We've, that that's been cleared for two concussions. Basically, that that whole stat. Yeah, look, I don't have much more to say, but I think they are the number two AFC team, and I'm tired of pretending they're not. Mm. They have. I see. It's getting to that time of year where you need to be kind of looking at schedule stuff. They have a. They have a fantastic run in in terms of just fully calibrating how good of a side they are so this week they play the the 49ers that's good that's a real interesting match yes yeah one of the better be a good the one. defense against one better offenses they then face the chargers like that could be a straight shootout especially how Herbert likes to sling that ball then they get to play phase off against buffalo for rounding them out arguably three very winnable games packers which could be jordan love time um the patriots and the jets like they're all difficult games for different reasons, but yeah, some good defenses in there, some good offenses. We'll know if Miami are by the the end of the year. I think we have a absolutely. good idea now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think he's the guy. I think he's the guy for the Dolphins moving forward. I think he's proven it this year. And um, I think um, Tyreek Hill has a lot to do with that. Yeah, it's mad. People didn't think he 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 excel at all. Yeah. All those, uh, those takes 
that uh, he was Freezing being overthrown and yeah, being on the throne. Jeez. At least we don't own those takes. We own some pretty horrific ones, though. If you ever, if you ever, oh, if you ever want to laugh, let's go back and listen to the the, the season previews. Yeah. Some wild takes. Panthers were going to be very good. Hey. No, I think we had them going S- five hundred. Come on, then. We weren't. That Seattle. Big. S- <laughs> Seattle were going to be uh, a sucky team. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Look, some some terrible takes. Right, we'll, yeah, um, we'll press forward. The Browns upset the Bucks prior to the upcoming return of Deshaun Watson. What's the outlook for the Browns? And has Jacoby Brissett uh, met or exceeded his expectations as the caretaker quarterback for the Cleveland Browns? I'd have to go back and listen to I wonder what our... our um, prediction for what the record would be by this week but um like did we think it was going to be four and seven like i don't, I don't think that's i think he's probably met expectations i wouldn't say he's exceeded no um well but he's but he's just about met expectations a week one was a win like, against the panthers absolutely that was a what should have happened then a loss to the Jets I think um, I don't think Zach Wilson started that game that was an incredible comeback win for the Jets that's um, right that was a, a massive meltdown on the mm. part of the the, the, Browns. the Browns a win versus the Steelers fine a loss to the Falcons they've been a bit of a spicy team but they maybe you could argue they should have won that they lost by three points they lost to the Chargers um, in week five, a loss to the Patriots, a loss to the Ravens. I think the three of those, that's fair enough. You're asking Jacoby Brissett to go against um, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, and then a Belichick defense. Look, and someone who's coached him yes. <laughs> in Belichick. So. Look, I think they, they lost the games we thought they'd lose. And Do you know what? Yeah, and even if that, that you're looking at the full schedule, some of the games they managed to pick up, like like I know they bet the Panthers, they the bet the Steelers, but they managed to turn over since he, yeah. and then obviously that's a big win against Tampa as well. Like you look back at that schedule, like, like they've, they've played, the only one that probably is against kind of what your prediction would be would be the Jets. We didn't know how good that Jets defense was at this stage. And maybe the Falcons, but I mean they've, They've turned over Cincy and they've turned over Tampa. Like you expect them to lose to Buffalo. By the time they play, they played Miami. You expect them to lose to Miami. So he's probably exceeded expectations. Hmm. Yeah. I I don't know. I think I would just say probably he question. made par. Like he's probably yeah, expected maybe, him to do know. something around that. Maybe you know he won. Look, sure he beat Cincy, which we didn't expect to happen. Um. I think he found games where we didn't think he would and they obviously lost games that we thought he'd win. So, yeah, maybe you could say he exceeded expectations because the defense let them down in certain Mm. cases. Um, I like Jacoby. I I hope he gets a... He'll have a job next next year. I just don't know if he'll start. 
No, he, but absolutely, he's serviceable. Um, absolutely. What what actually probably let Cleveland down was an unwillingness to to just ride the run game. Um, yeah. During the spell, like I mean, you've you've two phenomenal runners. You probably probably could could have just run it like. Probably could have actually run it maybe seventy five percent of your snaps. And and I'd be surprised if you didn't at least match that record. If not better it. Kareem Hunt, um, Nick Chubb, that's yeah. We just we haven't heard you know that much about them this year. Yeah. I suppose the the first part of your question which we actually cut across. Well, no no, Chubb has actually been phenomenal this year, to be fair to him. In patches. Chubb has been. It's uh, it's more of the duo I mean together. Yeah. Um tandem. Yeah, uh, the, this, the first part of your question, I suppose, what's it look like with Deshaun now? We yes. do not know. Yeah. Because One. as we know, the, the NFL has tastefully put Deshaun back in just in time for a matchup against his own old team. Yeah. Is this one of those weird surprise games where we see Houston play well above their talent level and upset the Browns? Given do that you know it could be? It could be. Given that Deshaun's coming off basically a two-year hiatus of football, it could be, it could be. like we don't know where his head's at. No. Do you know? And look, I know innocent until proven guilty. But all I'm saying is, you might kind of get a feeling of <laughs> if he's innocent or guilty based on his play. Um, guilty man might struggle an innocent man might want to put demons behind him and might play lights out now that might not be true <laughs> that's, that's we don't we're not nec- it's not the opinion of this podcast that if Deshaun Watson wins he is innocent <laughs> <laughs> no no it, it is the Texans after all yes. but uh, I'm just saying just saying um, no I know what you're saying um, look again we don't know the facts and it's unlikely that you know anybody ever yeah, will. Will. Um, it's unlikely we never know but I know my mind is made up and I know who I want to win this game fair play to you for staying on the fence um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> moving on to something more positive uh, Trevor delivered his most clutch performance in his I think it's 27 game career so far capped off a 321-yard, three-touchdown day by directing a 10-play, 75-yard game-winning drive. He then obviously obviously had to follow it up. Well, he didn't have to, but he decided to follow up with a two-point mm. playoff touchdown conversion, which he delivered on again. My question to you is, is the most pro-ready college prospect of all time finally living up to potential, or is this like a, an anomaly? Do you think? Um... Well, I've heard some people sort of say last year should be discounted almost entirely because Urban Meyer might have been a detriment. You know, not just his development was in stasis, but an actual detriment to his development in the NFL. And given how much of a disaster that team was, I'd I'd be willing to, to squint my eyes and believe that some of the stuff that you hear that went on is is outrageous i think he it's has illegal mm-hmm. well it's illegal for a start <laughs> yes. yeah. um look i think 
Doug is having a good impact on mm. Trevor. And this was absolutely a very impressive game. I didn't think um I didn't think he'd be able to, you know, complete the last drive for a touchdown. I certainly didn't think that they'd make the two point conversion. I think Doug Peterson had um having flashbacks to Doug, you know, doing a two point conversion against the Ravens while he was the Philly head coach a couple of years ago and failing that. Um but no he pulled it off. Um, Dougie likes to risk it. Dougie he does. He's got it. some cojones. Big Dougie P. There's loads of 80s references in this. We've had commies, we've had cojones. Yes. And then what's next? Moxie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, look, look, Trevor had Moxie. I, I want to see a couple of more games like this. This is undoubtedly a very good game. Mm. But to mm. say he's turned the corner. Like he's had some very bad games, so yeah. I was never off the Trevor Lawrence train. I've just been sort of shouting at the train while I've been on it. This train's on. <laughs> what is the? I've just, I just, I've, I've just viewed it as more of a people carrier than a train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, look. This is a, a theme of this podcast is that we don't make any outrageous claims. We just say, I want to see more, but I want to see more before I make up my mind, yeah. you know? Yeah. Look, I look, I think I've, I think I've seen glimpses this season and I think maybe not that he is going to be to the NFL, what he was to the, the college game. Mm. Cause he was otherworldly, but I, I do think, Potential for me is more athletic peak Matt Ryan. And I think Yeah. I think that that, that that that'd be a good standard if that's what Jackson would have got. They they have stability for a few years there with him. Um with that anyway. Sure. Right, I'm gonna wrap up my um my five and goal with is Jalen Hurts the MVP? He has carried his team on several occasions but is his balanced run pass approach detrimental to his case now let me clarify what i mean by his run pass approach we saw yes uh, on the weekend just gone by sunday night football he had 158 rushing yards he's had games where he's put up 300 passing yards now you don't see Patrick Mahomes diversifying his stats like Jalen Hurts does. I think um, the the Chiefs have single-digit rushing touchdowns this year, whereas the Eagles have 20-odd rushing touchdowns. So, is this... Look, Patty, Patty Mahomes puts up gaudy numbers. Like, you look mm. at his passing yards, you know, his yards per attempt, completion percentage, and you say, whoa, wowzers. Um, and then you compare it to Jalen Hurts. Look, he's had a very good year. I don't think anybody will deny that, but they're not. They're not. This is this is sounding less and less like an NFL podcast and more and more like an Adam West Batman episode. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Wowzers. Wowzers. G. Willikers, Batman. Yeah. Um, um. Yeah. Look. Yeah. Look. 
I think he's having a great season, but I'm after the first loss to the jeez. Uh, I nearly just called them the communists. Uh, after the loss to Washington, there, I think his case for MVP took a huge hit. Um, I like I I struggle to say he's having a better year than Patrick Mahomes, and Patrick Mahomes has won it already, and a lot of this is narrative driven. You know, they, they like to dole it out or give it around unless it's, you know, warranted to, to give it to the same quarterback as was the case with uh, Aaron Rodgers. But I just can't see Jalen Hurts winning this award over Patrick Mahomes. And I'm and I agree. I've, I'm a biased Eagles fan. And I agree. Um, as always, I'm going to kind of play devil's advocate on that answer. Please do. But... We need a cowboy. The run fan pass, guess the run, the run pass kind of thing. I, I'm less concerned about that because we've seen Lamar, kind of have that kind of an MVP case. So I don't think that's that's as big an issue as a big as an anomaly as it as it kind of previously was. That's um, fine. My, I just think that Jalen Hurts is a better passer a, this year. Hey, no, I'm cutting a, across. Sorry, go on. Hey, 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 hey! Don't ask a question if you don't want to hear my answer. That's what I'm saying. Um, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, I think when the entire roster is performing as well as Philadelphia is performing right now, it's very hard to pick a va- most valuable player from that. I think if you want to look at who my dark horse, be, I think it is Patrick. I think it's probably Patrick every year since he's pretty much been in the league. I've said this before. It's like LeBron. It's like Michael Jordan. He's the MVP every year, but you just can't give it to him every year. It's who's the next best player other than Patrick. But I think Tua could be a dark horse for the MVP down the stretch. Because he's putting up gaudy numbers too. And it wasn't expected. And there's your story. That's the scoop. That's the Sasquatch sheep. Follow me on Twitter. Um, you idiot. Um, no, I'm joking. But yeah, look. Uh, watch this space. I think... I think we'll know the MVP with maybe two rounds to go. I think, just looking at the fixtures over the next few weeks, there's a lot of big fixtures, and we're kind of going to know a lot. We're going to have a lot more answers. I'll um, I'll make a claim here. I think if Philadelphia drops the next game to the Titans, I think that's Jalen Hurts out of contention. Yeah, and probably Sirianni at Coach of the Year. They'll say... You've, you've yeah. lost that, and that's probably the hardest game of the schedule. Yeah, I think so. so. Yeah, fair enough. Um, moving on, and in a similar vein to kind of my first question, and can I, I need to move off coaches, I think, moving forward because I'm constantly going for heads, but look, it is what it is. Uh, Denver debacle. Russell Wilson couldn't even celebrate his 300th career touchdown pass as he saw his Broncos lose their third straight game. And seventh of their last eight. Falling to an interim head coach in Steve Wilkes. But who's more at fault? Is it Hackett or is it Wilson? Let's try and put this to bed. Because we've talked about Denver far too much for a team that's not competitive. We have. Now, I don't think we've had the uh, the opportunity to, to do our all-22 film dive like we normally do. Um, so it's, it's hard to, to blame the scheme. Or Russell Wilson not making plays. 
well, either way you look at it, Russell Wilson is not making plays. No, and he's now causing fights with teammates. I've been fighting all season every time I hear him say, Broncos country, let's ride. Yeah. Um, but uh, look, he was he was in another kind of touchline bust up again at the weekend. Uh, yeah, give us context for that, that fight. The player escapes me, but he, he basically he got in a heated debate, a uh, defensive player. Um, now, I say heated debate. <laughs> the good Christian boy that Russ is, <laughs> he very much took it. And let me tell you, for, I came from that, that when Ciara, once the bin's taken out, those goddamn bins are taken out. Um, that's all I'll say. But Russ took it like, like an alt, the altar boy he is, but it just seems as if the frustration now is, like we've seen the frustration in Arizona and kind of other places where it's all about the head coach. The frustration kind of has seemed a few times to be on Russ, and I'm thinking maybe he is the issue here. Maybe it's look. I'm not saying Hack Hackett is without sin, but the evidence is suggesting that Russell is more the problem than Hackett is the problem. Look, it's it's been magnified by the fact that they have a championship level defense and that's been squandered. I I look, we talk about what we know. Midway through last season, the Eagles were struggling, um, and they stopped putting the ball in Jalen Hurts's hand. They started running the ball over sixty percent of the time. And they started winning games. So, yeah, Russell Wilson is clearly not making plays he's supposed to be making. But there's little evidence of, you know, adjustments from the head coach to overcome what's clearly not working. I know they picked up Latavius Murray. He's been getting a bit of run after Javante Williams went down. So what their compliment uh, should be you know what the Eagles did last year has already taken a knock, but we're just not seeing. Mm. I, I don't want to say help for Wilson because he's you know we we've seen him play in, at an elite level and carry the Seahawks at times. Why can't he do that this season? That's on him. But why isn't Hackett? You know making adjustments. I don't know what adjustments sure. you can make. There's struggling everywhere dropping passes hmm. everything so it's it's hard for me to do I blame really okay. it's widespread so I guess we will be talking about Denver in the remaining weeks That's I think so uh, until we narrow narrow that down but look um, that is the end of five and goal for this week um, so it kind of makes a logical sense for the week 13 Preview. Week 13 preview. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I'll uh, talk about yourself. I'm going to kick us off here. Um, the Bills travel to Foxborough on Thursday Night Football. The Bills are four and a half point favourites as the away team. Um, obviously, we've seen Josh Allen just still not 100%. And I think mm. four and a half points is wide enough that I like the Patriots here. 
I like a Bill Belichick defense in a division game. I like it. He's, I can see you grimacing as I make that uh, prediction. Yeah but, yeah, but how much do you like it? Um, not that much. But I am Is choosing... It, are, you, are, you, are you saying Bills to win and not cover the spread? Or no, I, was, I, I would have said Patriots you know, to cover. So Patriots pl- four pl- uh, plus the points mm. you know, will cover. I think um, the Patriots might finish, I don't know, you know, the Bills might get a, the, a, a field goal to win the game. Yeah. yeah. So the, the Pats will cover with that. Yeah. Um, tend to agree. Tend to, tend to bring the Bills to win. But I know Josh Allen I, has a good record against Bill Belichick, but I think he's not quite 100%, not. and this is where Belichick maybe finally gets... Um, you know, a leg up on him. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Um, yeah, look, tend to agree. Um, but I think that it's, 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 every game down the stretch feels like a must win game for the Bills. Um, I think they need to win that division to try and get home field advantage if they're legitimate about winning the AFC this season. I think they need it. I don't think they'll get mm. it though. Mm. Yeah, fair. Um, moving on. Uh, I think I, this this game screams to me upset of the week. Um, and I hate to say it, but Titans over the Eagles. Uh, Eagles, I have as five point five point favorites. Yep. Titans are our nightmare matchup. Um, obviously phenomenal run game. We struggle at points. Um, with our rush defense. And then to counter like on top of that, the Titans also have got one of the best run defenses in the league, and that's kind of where our strength comes from. That then obviously leads a, a battle of the passing games. Um, and look, you'd like to see AJ Brown motivated for a revenge game, but he's kind of struggled in the last few ga- weeks. He kind of has a few niggly injuries. But look, uh, I if the Eagles win, they definitely won't cover that spread, and I would not be shocked if this is locked in between the Eagles. Honest take. Yeah, look, I I tend to agree with you there. I think um, we saw the Eagles sign Linval Joseph and Andomakan Sue two weeks ago. They played. They definitely shored up their run defense. Didn't quite happen last week. They weren't as effective. So mm. what I thought was a glaring weakness addressed, perhaps not. So um, mm. Derek Henry does absolutely. Terrifying. I think it's fair to say he gives me the willies. Um, <laughs> I I would uh. absolutely <laughs> all day. I, I also think Tennessee is going to win this game. Um, yeah, I think the biggest takeaway from this game is people... From this game, people will draw conclusions as to who won the AJ Brown first round pick trade. You know, it'll be Traylon yeah. Burks, AJ Brown, who is the better game. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're probably right there. Um but yeah, look, if you're moving on to a probably a less sexy game is the Steelers traveling to Atlanta. 
um, Atlanta. Depends how much the definition of sexy is. Oh, look, you know, people are entitled to, you know, their proclivities. But I ain't going to go on about it. <laughs> That's the... Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> look, Pickett looked good in last night's game against the, the Colts. He's, I think he's looking better as the weeks go on. Mm. The Falcons were a spicy team. They were started the year really well against the spread. They've fallen off a little bit since. One point, I think I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with the, the Falcons here. I They shouldn't have lost against the, com, uh, the Commanders, and I think the Commanders are a better team than the Steelers. I'm just siding with the Falcons. Uh. Even though my head just told me to go with the Steelers, I'm going with my my heart. Go dirty birds. Yeah, I think by the end of the regular season it'll be and the Washington Stalins. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, the Soviets. Yeah, no, the ten, Washington Soviets. Ten, ten to agree with you. Um, but yeah, moving on. Um, Ravens the Broncos. Ravens open this up at nine point favorites, and let me tell you. Um, I would not be be back in that. I like obviously. I think the Ravens are gonna win, but that defense is too good, and I think the Ravens have kind of struggled offensively. Lamar has has kind of struggled. He probably hasn't really looked fully himself the last few weeks. So I, I still back the Ravens to win. I'd I'd even say that them winning is probably the lock of the week, but I don't fancy that spread. I think it's maybe a seven point spread for me. But yeah, I think you leave it there. Yeah, I've got an eight-point spread. I'm the same. I think um, the Denver defense, like I said, is very good. Um, I just, I don't trust the Ravens to pull away. Um, nor do I trust the Ravens to not let like a you know a garbage time touchdown for the Broncos to cover. I absolutely mm. think the the Ravens will win. I think there's very little chance. Of an upset to happen here, um, but I am going to take the Broncos plus eight points. Is what I have. I take them at plus seven if that's what you have as well. Well, I have I have them at plus nine, but I'd love to get them at plus seven. Not love, but I'd back them at plus seven. I'd not back them at plus nine. Um, Green Bay travels to Chicago. I think this is the first Green Bay Chicago matchup this year, isn't it? We haven't seen Aaron yes, Rodgers own Chicago. Yes, I think so. I think so, yeah. Um, yes, will the owning streak continue? Will the owner be on the Patriots? Yeah, look, Aaron Rodgers has... He's made it well known that he's suffering from injuries. I think Ian Rappaport tweeted... A very detailed description of how brilliant Rodgers is playing through all his all the pla- the pain that he is enduring. What a hero! He's an American hero, Aaron Rodgers. Um, Aaron Rodgers, we salute you. If he's on the field, I do think the Packers win. Um, if Justin Fields is on the the field, I don't think he will be, but I would have had Justin Fields winning this game. 
Um, but I'm going to give it to the Packers in his absence. Yeah, I mean, it, it screams Jordan Love, Trevor Simeon to me. Um, both teams aren't going to make the playoffs. Both teams mm. are heading to buy. Why would you risk either quarterback? Um, yeah, I look, think I, I, I picked the Saints with Jordan Love. And we probably, mm. yeah, there's a good chance we do see some JL, mm. Jordan Love. Yeah, I just, I'm, <laughs> the the advantage to me is Packers with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon Perfect. over just David Montgomery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, moving it. on, Jags at Lions. Um, wow. the Lions as a point favorite. Um, I've got the Lions as point underdogs. Oh. Um. Either way, it's 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 tight. It actually could be, you know, it could be this shock game in the early slate. Um, it could be a, a joyous one of the watch. highest totals of the mm. highest total of the week. That's wild. Mm. Uh, look, I suppose in terms of like we know Lawrence is better than Jared Goff, so it's not a quarterback matchup. But in terms of total offense, it's a really interesting matchup here. Um. Like pff, Travis at the end. Well, it depends on who they, who they're gonna have at running back. Is he injured? I don't know, look. Regardless, it's oh, yeah, two no. high-powered offenses. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm back in the Jags, but I think like it could be like thirty-one twenty-eight. Like it's gonna be a high-scoring, nitty-gritty tip for tack. It's gonna be a good game to watch actually. Yeah, I, I think. So too, um, I have more faith in the Lions' offense, but more faith in the Jags' defense. Um, but what it comes down to me is, you know, two teams in a relatively sort of in the same tier. I'll lean towards the coaching, and as a coach, I have a lot more faith in Dougie P than I do in mm-hmm. uh, Dan Campbell, and that is probably a bit of homerism there. But uh, one's a Super Bowl winning coach and the other one eats kneecaps, cannibalizes men's patellas. So, um, give me the drags, baby. Yeah, fair. Now, maybe fair. this is the game of the week. Certainly isn't nah. uh, for playoff implications, but man, I, I'd say this is going to be the one of the most watched games. Um, Cleveland going back to Houston and the return of him. The Dark Lord. That's not a that's not a racial thing. It's uh The Browns are seven point favourites. That's a tough one. Deshaun Watson hasn't played football in two years. I, I'm going with the yeah. Texans plus seven here. Um, you know, I think I'd even push the boat out, go a bit mad here. My spicy is taking a little while. I'm predicting the Texans upset here. Davis Mills, um, um, Kyle Allen, don't care. <laughs> Fair. Um, yeah, look, I, I love the sentiment. I just think, no, nah, Brand's not gonna win this one. Um. 
Look, uh, yeah, I, I, I recognize Deshaun Watson is a thousand times more talented than anybody probably on the Texans team at any position. I'm just going to... I'm just going to be conservative and say that uh, Deshaun Watson, after two years of not playing football, isn't going to be as good as he was. At his that's time. okay. Let's just run it with Nick Chubb. Yeah, that's, I suppose. And the Texans have one of the worst run defenses. I'm going to be eating my words, but I'm taking a political stand here, my friend. That's fair enough, I get. Well, moral. I don't know if it's political. Um, he is still innocent until proven guilty. I am for the politics of not sexually assaulting women yeah uh that's fair enough but innocent until proven guilty uh tribal media is not a society we wish to live in um we're moving on to sunny pastures uh jets at vikings <laughs> vikings open for me as three point favorites uh <laughs> i actually you know what just as i was i seen this game was coming up i had a look because I, I know sauce gardener is uh as you might not guess he's one of my favorite rookies and i think google now knows that because i searched (laughs) sauce gardener injury and it said did you mean how is sauce gardener doing and i think that's a question we'd all (laughs) love to know so i was chuckling away to myself when you were going a real deep piece there with deshaun watson apologies that comes across on the audio but yeah look i suppose look the vikings they figured out patriots defense last week heavy dose of justin 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 jefferson um, I think they've significantly more firepower around Kirk than the Jets do, around Mike White. It's Kirk in a non-prime time game. I think Mike White has kind of shown us before. He'd won an amazing game, and then four picks later, he disappeared for a year. So he's a bit like Michael Bublé coming out of that cave in December uh, with a new Christmas album. That's Mike White for me right now. Yeah. And I think, look, I think Dalvin Cook could have a huge game in this one. Um it's a great secondary the Jets have, but rush-wise, I don't think they're the greatest. Um, I think the Vikings will win, and I'm going to think they're going to cover that spread. Uh, uh, yeah, so I think Vikes for me all day. Hmm. Hmm. I'm picking the, the Jets here. Taking the Jets and Mike White for another um, surprise game. I think he'll have his... his shit sandwich the week after but I think the defense mm-hmm. stymies Kirk here I think the the prime time woes will be um, delayed they'll show up here I think this is just yeah. the game where it's one of those un- or inexplicable results I know there's only a three point spread but still I've got a funny feeling about this one yeah, and look, hopefully next week we can tell you how, how it's Sauce Gardner. Yeah. Um, moving on. Moving on those, to those, my favourite team. Those pesky commies. The Washington Commanders at the New York Giants. Their first game. First of two games against the Giants in three weeks. Um, the Commanders are two and a half point favorites. Yeah, it's division games are always kind of tricky. You need to look at them through a different lens almost. But I've got to give this to the Commanders. I think they're better playing better football here at the moment. 
look, it's not out of the realm of possibility that the Giants cover or even upset the Commanders, but I'm, I'm siding with them. El Generalismo, Comrade Snyder. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to back the Giants in this one. Um, just have a feeling they're going to have a, they have a fight back in them. Um, and I think, I think they'll fight back down the stretch. I think they realise... They look at their, their schedule and they realize this is a game they this is a must win. Look, um, yeah, maybe that maybe they'll split with Washington and you know they'll win the game here at home. Mm. I'm I'm only really leaning towards Washington here, and just because they've played a lit, you know better more recently, and they haven't been as decimated as injuries by the Giants. Um, yeah, I think Dayball will have a big day here. You know, if if they win. Obviously, yeah, fair. Um, next up, Seahawks at Rams. Um, my how the momentum shift has taken place in that division. Yeah. But yeah, Seahawks open as five and a half point favorites. Bro, look, we've talked. I've got what? seven and a half point favorites. Wow, wowzers, um, wowzers, jinkies. Uh, the Seahawks are obviously regressing back to mean. We've kind of discussed that and knowledge earlier on the episode. Largely down to kind of some like run defense issues and and ultimately time like turnovers. But look, the Rams don't have a great rush offense, and I think the weapons available to both rosters in Kenneth Walker, DK Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett versus what the Rams have, I think the Seahawks going to win. I just don't think they're going to cover the spread. Um. Yeah. It's, it be it my spread or your spread I don't think they'll cover either okay oh you don't even think they'll cover five and a half points no I, if no, it was five no. and a half points I would I would take the Seahawks minus five and a half um, I'd take it and run um, seven and a half is is a little bit um, needs to be chewed on just a little bit more just Bryce Perkins doesn't scare you you know Bryce Perkins throwing it to Van Jefferson and Ben Skoronic and handing it off to um, Cam Akers. Cam Akers, who was what? a surefire candidate to be traded at the trade deadline. No, Man, he's so bad he couldn't be traded. I'm. I don't. I don't feel good about it because the Seahawks' defense has not been good, outside of a few pieces. But I'm gonna take the Seahawks minus the points here. I think they can just put it to them. I think they they finished not close with the Chiefs, but it was closer than it should have been. I think Kansas went one of six in the red zone against the Rams, and that's that's crazy. That's a one hell of an off day by Kansas, and they still won by whatever it was, ten or thirteen points. So I'm gonna take the Seahawks here. I've said it once. I'll say it again. I think this is the game of the week. I think the next game is the game of the week. But go ahead, sir. Go Sorry, ahead. that's that Please. was my intro to to my. This, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of game of the weeks. The different narratives. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, let me frame my game of the week. Your dark horse MVP candidate versus mm. the surging dark horse NFC team. Mm. Miami travels to San Fran. San Fran opens as four-point favorites. 
despite Meager. only scoring 13 points against a disappointing Saints defense this past weekend. And we've seen what do they hold? What do they hold that Saints offense to? Zero, nil point. Ridiculous. Look, they've undoubtedly got a good defense, and when the offense firing, that's a good offense. It's a tough one because Miami's probably got um probably a better offense than San Fran, but their defense isn't comparable. It's it is nowhere in the same league. This, my friend, is a doozy. But give me the Bay State, the Bay Area, the Bay State. What the fuck am I on? The Bay Area, the Bay Area. Give me San Fran minus four points. I have them. What say? I'm back you? in the fins. I'm back in the fins. I'm back in them fins. Mm. Say no more. Mm. As the young ones say, say less. I've That's heard it. that phrase. That's all I gotta say. Um, for my, for my, for my um, my two games of the week, both yours and mine, I have two kind of statement wins for the relevant sides. My game of the week: Kansas City Chiefs travel to Cincy. Kansas City open up for me two point five point favorites. Indeed. And the Chiefs, Chiefs have been red hot with the actual most valuable player, regardless of awards. Paddy Mahomes. Man, Paddy Mahomes and um, Kelsey. Kelsey is... I don't know, man. It's, it's but, unfair. It's... But what I would say... Oh? Outside of Travis. Oh? Mm, he's not so sure. They can be limited. They can be limited. And... Their running games... It's a little I'm not really sure they're they're consistently committed to it. The Bengals on the other hand could have Jamar Chase back. I think Joe has been explosive. Mixon, that is. And I think the greatest testicles in North America belong to Joe Burrow. So I'm backing him. I'm locking him up. I think the Bengals here are gonna win. And I think how they're gonna win it. Is Joe Burrow is going to lead them on a, a last gasp drive down the field to put Evan McPherson in field goal range oh. and just kick it as the clock expires. And I'm going to say the Bengals are going to win. And I'm going to break the score here. 30 points to 27. That's my prediction. Wow. Incredibly specific. Joe mm. Burrow might have the nicest testicle. But no, no, I didn't say nicest. They're not, they're not nice to look at. They're just huge. I think you said nicest testicles. <laughs> I, think, I said biggest. I said biggest. And if, and if I said nicest, I meant biggest. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Okay, well, I'd have to listen back, but I swear you just complimented um, Joe Burrow on the aesthetic of his balls. No, no, no one has Let me follow testicles. Up. I think Patrick no. Mahomes has the nicest eyes. Nice oh, okay. green beady frog eyes, and they are going to be locked in on his receivers. You say they're limited outside of Kelsey, maybe they are, but at times we've seen Juju and MVS make big plays. Mikol Herdman every now and again has just a crazy game, 
Um, Pacheco, man, maybe they're not committed to the ground game because they don't trust Pacheco, but I think they're they're trusting him more and more. Look, i got to give it to you. The Bengals went 2-0 and playing the Chiefs last year. Once in the regular season, once in that AFC title game. So history is on your side, my friend. But give me Kermit the Frog and the, the big Yeti to take down Joe Burrow. With or without Jamar. With or without Jamar. Jamar, never heard of him. Give me the walrus. Jamar, I see him. Jamar, I like him. <laughs> Give me Big Red, the walrus. Okay. Agree, disagree. Yep. Moving on. Moving on. Chargers go to the Raiders. Um. I, look, I think the Raiders are a better team than their record. I think the Bucks agree they're only a two-point underdog at home. But you have to admit, they are off this year. Despite adding Devontae Adams, despite adding Chandler Jones, they're just not looking right. Now, the same could be said for the Chargers. But with a spread that narrow, give me the Chargers minus two. I think they'll cover. Yeah. All day. All day. Plus revenge mm. for last season. Mm. All day. Uh, moving on. Who's ready for some biased takes? Uh, Colts <laughs> at Cowboys. Cowboys open up as 9.5 point favourites. I've got 11 points. And there is no logical reason for that to not be the point spread. Um, like that, that Cowboys defense against Matt Ryan. It's a scary kind of matchup as a Colts fan. Oh man. Meaning, they're just gonna have to pound the rock with Jonathan Taylor, and do you know what? He hasn't been the same Jonathan Taylor of last year as he is this year. So, I mean, there's no possible way. I think somebody needs to recommend our podcast to Jeff Saturday because. He's not using or running the ball as much as uh, as um, Reich did last year. I like you can't see a way for the Cowboys to stuff this up in prime time. I can't. There's, there's not. I mean, I, I mean, I can't. I can't. Um, until it happens, because they will lose. This is a classic Cowboys joke. I can see it a mile off. Yeah, you get a walk from them. You get a walk from two or three times a season. There will be a. There will be a. Just checking. Are we still them boys? Meme on Monday morning, and Jeff Saturday. Or Matt Ryan's face will be there. That's on the game. This season, I've, I've had to fact check myself, because am I a Dallas fan? Because I think this team is class man I think they're so good um, I think I've been 11 points spread I'm taking 11 points all day every day I think I Coward. I think Micah Parsons has I think he's averaging about a sack a game I think he gets the deuce this game two two for the young Parsons from Penn State um yeah, man, I I just can't see anything going right for um 
the goats. Which is why it will. Which is why it will. You heard it here first. The upset of the week. I'll be honest. I just always want to see the Cowboys lose. And I have John Taylor in two fancy sides. So that's where my prediction <laughs> came from. I'm Man, not. I, want the, I, I have no see, morals as a journalist. I, I want nothing more than to see Dallas lose. But they won't. Yeah. Um, I think they're an exceptional side. And I think. And you're going to call me crazy. I think they're possibly the best team in the NFC. I there's no team that scares me more now than that than Dallas. And that's the final episode of Fuddles and Stout. Thanks yeah. for your con- support over there. Now we jump. Um, yeah, yeah. Look, they are they are they are scary at, at at the moment. But look, the Cowboys are always only one weekend away from letting us all down. So it's just mind you of that fact. Zeke and Pollard, but, man. Look, stop, stop. Moving on. Done. Done. Listen to on. pro Cowboys agenda. Uh, the Saints. The Saints look to take first place in the division by playing the Bucks. The Bucks are three and a half point home favorites. Um, Tristan Wirfs out for a couple of weeks, so that's a big blow. It's is this is a tough one to call now. I think the Saints are. I think they're the better team. I'm like the the record is four and five and not four and five, four and what are they seven? Seven. And then five and six. Game. So you know neither team is you know heads if, and tails above the other. I think they're relatively if, simple. I think if not for the fact that both teams in the same division, I would say do not watch this game. Like Man, that's trash. that's the only thing it has going for it is that someone has to win this division. Um, Man, we've the had some Panthers. The Panthers have the same record. Of the, as we've the had Saints. some terrible prime time games this year, and this. Oh might be man, the Panthers are a game out of that division. That is wild. Yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. I'm rooting for the Panthers to take that division. I think that'll be insane. Um, yeah. Look, give me the Saints in this game here. I think they're... Look, I know they were just shut out. I think they're they're an okay team. I think their coaching is really letting them down. But uh, Todd Bowles and Byron Leftwich are having a mare of a season as well. So mm. so I'm, I'm giving the edge to the Saints here. Fair. Um, well, yeah, I suppose congratulations, Cardinals fans and Panthers fans you can't lose this weekend you're in a boy um, but that's the week 15 previews I I, I don't think I've anything more to add you might say that's all I have hmm. to give or that's all from me yeah I think um, I don't think we have any points for debate arising from this week I think um, it's all wrapped together in a neat little package. Dare I express my gratitude and wish you all EOI. Yes. Good night. Good night.
to go deep into the end zone. We better put some people in the end zone, right, Joe? That's exactly right. I mean, Get there's nobody there. inside the 10. Get back, guys. Here it is. The season's on the line. Two receivers left and right. McCown takes the snap. He steps up. He's all by himself. Fires into the end zone. Caught! Touchdown! No! No! The Cardinals have knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs!